Well, good morning. It's great to have uh, all of you here for uh, this wonderful Easter, whether you're uh, here with us in person or whether you're online. So good to have you here and just, uh, uh, just to celebrate what an amazing day it is and what amazing thing it is we celebrate uh, about Easter uh, here. Uh, I was in a conversation with someone here uh, not too long ago, someone that I've known for a long time and just kind of uh, talking about life and all the different things. And there was this one moment where uh, in thinking about his own life, he goes, like, what was I thinking is what he said. And what, and I realized like what he was talking about was like his marriage and his family. Right. And I was like, what? And he goes, what was I thinking? He just said like, like, and what he was thinking was like, when I got married, I thought like that would get me there. I thought that would be the thing that would just make life wonderful and easy and carefree and whatever. And, you know, and he's like, and it's been work and it's, you know, like, and I thought it was like the ticket to the good life, like automatically or something. But, but what he was getting at, right? And, and, and he was joking about it, loves his family, his spouse. But, but what he was getting at was this thing that we all face. And it's this thing about building a life. And there's this truth, friends, right? We are all trying to build a life. It's like part of the human experience. And we're all trying to figure out like, what do I build that life on? Right? And for some of us, at times, it's just like, man, we're, we're, it's like whether we're conscious of it or not, it's like we're trying to build a life like if I could just find the right soulmate, then right, that, that will get me there. Or uh, maybe there's something you're trying to achieve in your career and you just think, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build my life around achieving that thing in my career and, and that's, that's what'll get me there. That'll be the thing. Or, or maybe it's to have kids or a family, you know, that'll get me there to have a family and nurture that family. That's interesting. That'll get me there. Right. Or, or maybe you're a kid. I see a number of kids uh, here this morning. This is great to have you in big church. Right. Um, and maybe you're thinking, well, you know, I was just thinking like middle school, get to middle school and that, you know, that'll be the life. Right. And I know, I know there are some of you in the eighth grade right now and you're going, where did the years go? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you know, or, uh, you know, uh, maybe some of you, uh, you know, uh, high school, college, and you're thinking if I could make the varsity team. Right. That, I'm gonna, and you're building a life kind of just like if I could get to the varsity team or, or you're an adult here and, and, you're, and just think back on what, what have you pinned your hopes on, right? What have you pinned building your life on? We like all do that. And what we typically find is, right, there's a moment where it's like we get there in some way and it's like, but it didn't get me there. Like I, I'm there, but, it, but it's not what I thought. Like there's this kind of letdown. It's like we get there, but, it's, but there's not the life that maybe we wanted or thought and we struggle. And it's like we come back around and like, okay, what's, what's the other thing? Let's, let's search for that other thing to build a life on. And if you found yourself ever pinning your hopes on things that kind of let you down and you find yourself circling back around to find that next thing, um, can, can I just say, like, you're not alone, right? Like, like welcome to the human race, right? Because to struggle with building a life, like, that's part of just being human. We are all looking for how to build security and goodness and purpose in our lives. That is just part of being a human being in this. And the reason I bring this up is because there is something about the Easter story. In fact, there are two somethings that I'm gonna cover this morning. There are two things about the Easter story that I think are just vital in, in, in 
building a life, building a life that we actually long for and that would carry us, right? There's something about the Easter story that, that is so important to this that I wanna unpack this morning. You know, Jesus actually talked a lot about building a life. And he talked about building that life in a way that would actually trust in him. And when he would talk about this, he always talked about trusting him because he cared, right? Um, he would use these beautiful metaphors and pictures and stuff. Uh, at one point, he talks about creation and birds and everything and just says, you know, you see how much God loves and takes care of those. And he uses these beautiful words when he says, um, are you not much more valuable than them, right? And he wants us to know that he cares. Or think about this, like most of us are probably familiar with these words from Jesus where he says, God so loved so loved the world, right? Because he cares. But can you trust that? Can you trust words when it comes to building your life? Like, can you build a life on that? That's the question, I think. I got a great lesson in this years and years ago. I had the wonderful honor of being able to interview uh, some World War II veterans for a special service we were doing. And one of them was a guy by the name of Dale. Dale uh, was a waste gunner in a B-29 super fortress. And his stories were amazing. And he's sharing all of these stories, stories and he's showing me all of these things. And then there was this moment where he pulled out this picture. Uh, a picture that he took while on the middle of a mission. And it's looking out uh, the window on his side. And it's a picture of another B-29. And, he, and he's showing me this picture. And behind that B-29 is Mount Fuji, Japan, right? Imagine the history behind this picture of uh, a B-29 super fortress with Mount Fuji in the background on this. And I'm like, this, Dale, this is amazing. And, and he starts to talk about this other plane. He says, you know, the reason I took that picture is because um, my best friend at the time, he was the pilot of that plane right there. And he's telling me these stories. But then as he's, he's telling me about this, like his demeanor begins to change. And I ask him about his friend and, and I can see his eyes beginning to just like, well up with water. And he said, you know, um, actually a few missions after this, he died. And I watched it happen, he said. And he started to unfold this story that, uh, that on one of these missions, uh, and his friend was in the same formation as him, uh, his friend's plane took a bunch of flack and trying to nurse it back home. And on the way back home, uh, his B-29 starts to come apart and it begins to try and go uh, out of control and into this spin. And he knows this is going on. And he said, I actually watched it out the window of the plane. And he said, I started counting all of the parachutes coming out of it. And as I counted them and then watched that plane finally go into a spin and crash, I knew not everyone got out of that plane. And by now he's crying and he said, and it, was, it took days, but days later I learned that my friend, the pilot of that plane was one of the men that did not make it out of that plane. And he said, but my friend loved his crew. And now he just, in Dale's now just like bawling. And he said, what I learned from like his crew was, is that plane started to go out of control. It wanted to go into this like tailspin in which like almost no one could get out because of the centrifugal force or something. And he said, they said that he stayed at the controls of that plane trying to hold it together just long enough to get his crew out. 
And now Dale is just bawling and he said, my friend loved his crew and he laid his life down for him. And as he told that story, like that's, it hit me like, it wasn't the words that made it powerful. It wasn't that, right, that his friend said, I love my crew. The power of the story is that he demonstrated it. When he laid his life down, he stayed in that plane so that his crew could ex escape. It is love that becomes demonstrated. That, that is, right, that is when love, that is when it becomes so trustworthy. And friends, do you understand? That's the story of Easter, right? There are these beautiful passages in scripture where Jesus describes his love, his care for people like you and for me. But the story of Easter leads to a cross. And it's the story of the cross because the cross is where Jesus says, I will, you know how much I love you? I'll lay my life down for you. And you know, he didn't have to. That, that's the amazing thing. In fact, when you walk through the story, right, there's this moment in the Easter story where Jesus knows if he stays in Jerusalem, he's gonna be arrested and executed. He stays, he's arrested. He goes through this, uh, this kind of mock trial with the religious leaders and they send him on to the governor of, uh, of that area of Rome, this Roman governor. And he goes there and you know what? He could have talked his way out of it in that point. I am convinced of that, but he didn't. In fact, you wanna know what happens? Let me show you this. This is found in the gospel of Mark where Jesus is brought before Pilate. And it says this, it, um, it says, the chief priest accused him of many things. So again, Pilate asked him. So he's now before Pilate. So again, Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they're accusing you of? And, and you can just see Pilate. And we know from the text that Pilate's like, like, I, like there's no evidence against you. And I, I think they're just envious of you. Like, help me out here, man. Like, say something. But it goes on, it says, but Jesus made no reply and Pilate was amazed. I think he could have talked his way out in that moment and what, you know what? He didn't say anything. You know why? Because he knew he had to stay. Because he knew that there was a whole world of people that would be caught in a tailspin and trapped. And his great love for you and I said, I'll lay my life down for people because I care about them. See, that's, see, the story of Easter isn't just beautiful words for how much he cares about you. You want to build a life on Jesus? You want to build a life on someone? Here's the lesson you get out of, out of Easter, and it's this. Trust your life to the one who will lay down his life for your life, right? Don't just trust your life just to good words. Trust your life to someone who demonstrates their love for you. And that's the beauty of the Easter story. But you know, we need more than that too. I think as human beings, when it comes to like, what will we trust the building of our life to? Like, like we need to know, we want to know that, that whoever we're trusting as we're navigating in life really cares about us but there's something more we need. And, and, and again, I wanna go back to the Easter story because there's this thing about the Easter story that unpacks this other part that is so important. But, but, I, but first I wanna illustrate it through this. Um, years ago, 
Uh, I was on a camping trip with a group of my friends. I was in my early 20s, and there's a group of us that would go uh, camping and hiking all the time. And we were camping in the Galero Mountains one time, and there was this big canyon, and we discovered this cable car. There was this cable uh, that was attached to the side of this cliff and stretched all the way across this canyon to the mountainside on the other side. And in the middle, there was this cable car on this, right? And we're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, right? You know, like you're in your 20s and there's this, you know, ever have a moment where there's something that just seemed like such a good idea? Like, oh, this must be from God, right? God's gifting us with a cable car out in the middle. We, we are supposed to ride this cable car, right? That's just, and you know, ever have one of those moments? Only to learn later, like maybe that wasn't from God and maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Maybe, you know, like, well, this was kind of one of those stories, okay? Um, uh, so there was this, uh, you know, this uh, cable, it stretched across and in the middle of this cable, you have to know this too, in the middle of this cable, there was like this bracket that was bolted around uh, this cable, like just secured to it, had this big bracket in this arm, like an anchor that you could tie the cable car off to or lock it to, and it wasn't. And again, we interpret that as a message from God that we were supposed to ride this, you know, because it's gone. So we got this rope and we managed to hook this uh, uh, cable car and we pulled it up to the side of the cliff. And we're like, this is gonna be wonderful. Uh, and two of my friends, uh, there's a whole group of us, two of them got in there. It was Dan and Todd uh, got into the uh, cable car and they were holding onto this rope and we were gonna kind of lower them down because it kind of had, it, it started off with a steep angle until it got down into the middle where this big bracket was lowered down there. And as we started to lower them down, there was all this slack in the rope and it just seemed like, like, you know, it's going so slow. We don't even need this. And I'll never forget, Todd was holding onto the rope and he had this look on his face and he's just like, yeah. And he just like tossed the rope, like, I don't need this. And, and that was right about the time we realized, bad idea, bad idea, right? Because seconds after he let go of the rope, that cable car started to pick up a little bit of speed. And their weight in it, they pulled it down. And as they pulled it down, it got steeper. And the faster it went, the further they went down. It went, like, you get the picture? It's just like, and all of a sudden, very quickly, you could hear the hum of the wheels. It's like, and it starts screaming down this thing. And we're like, uh, like, and remember that bracket, like in the middle of the thing? And like, there's no steering around that. You're hooked in a cable car to the cable and the bracket's connected to the cable, right? And they just start screaming down this thing. And we're like, like and we're like barking out orders, like try the brakes, you know, stop that thing. And it's just like, right, and like, that's helpful, right? And the brake was broken, it had this old brake with this like uh, uh, strap on it that was rotted away. And I, I want you to just picture this for a moment. Imagine you, imagine you, are uh, Dan and Todd and you're in that cable car and you hear the whine of the wheels and you feel the acceleration and you look back and you see this thing that you're going to go crashing into and then you look up into the cliff and you see four or five of your closest friends but you notice in them, you see it in their eyes, you hear it in the intensity of their voice they care about you, they are worried about you, they love you right? Imagine you're them and you see that and then you go, oh, I feel so much better now, right? Because look at that. They care. Like, they're worried about me. Like, when you're screaming, I'm like, oh, I just feel this. What a good bonding moment, right? No, you don't feel that. Sure, we cared, 
But you need more than just friends in that moment that love you or care about you, right? Starting with, you need some smarter friends, right? That would have been really helpful. You need some friends that have some power to do something about it. You need some friends that could overcome what you're in. They didn't have that, okay? Now, I forgot to tell the ending of this story in the last service, and I had lots of people wondering, are they still alive? Do you have any answers? Yes. They, man, I'm just going to just uh, pause for just a second just to say, my friends, you know, uh, they got some bruises and scratches. We thought we were going to lose them. They actually hit that thing at breakneck speed. It derailed it, but luckily, because of the way it was built, it couldn't come all the way off the cable, and they made it, okay? They made it. De- uh, a moment of derailing and some bruises, but they, they made it. But the reason I share this story, right, is because it is this lesson of like, there's this beautiful thing that you wanna trust your life, you wanna trust building a life to someone who cares, but there's something more that you need. You need someone that can do something about it, right? And that's the Easter story. In fact, you go back to the Easter story, right? Jesus comes before Pilate, he says nothing. He's convicted, he's condemned to death. They, uh, they strap the cross, the cross beam of the cross on his back and they make him carry it uh, probably most of the way outside the city. They get him out to Golgotha. They nail him to that cross and they hang him up to die. And after he's been there for, I wanna pick up this story here. I want you to see this. Uh, here's what Luke reports at this point. Down in Luke chapter 23, it says this. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. For the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. This time, I want you to imagine you are the disciples. You're the followers of Christ. And some of you have watched this happen. You know, by this time, some of the disciples had already scattered. Some were there. Some of his followers were there. Imagine you heard him say these last words and you saw the last breath of air exit his lungs. You'd think it's all derailed. You would know that he loved you. Like his disciples knew Jesus loved. They'd been with him for three years. They had watched that man. They knew his love. But at this moment, it had to feel like everything was derailed and everything was over, right? But, we, but what we know about this moment is that Easter is not just the story of the cross, is it? Because the story of the cross is just day one. And then comes day two. And then comes day three. And it's at day three that we see this other part of the story of Easter. It is the reason why we celebrate. It is why there are still followers of Christ today, right? Um, uh, There was a group, I want to read just uh, part of the Easter story uh, to you here. There was a group of ladies that were followers of Christ. And at this point, they are overwhelmed with pain and sorrow. It has been three days and they have lost Christ. They don't know what to do. They decide that they're just going to go and take spices and embalm his body. They, they assume that they probably won't even be able to do that because, uh, because of all going on around uh, what happened with Christ. They had sealed the tomb with this giant rock 
And, but they're just gonna go anyhow. And here's what happens when they show up. When they show up, uh, Luke reports this. Um, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood before them, right? These angels uh, show up in their fright. And of course they were frightened. There's these men like dressed in lightning uh, suits, right? In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. He is risen, right? This is the story of Easter. The story of Easter is of the cross and of the resurrection, right? These are the two elements. And this is why this is so important, friends, right? Easter is the story of the overwhelming love that is demonstrated in the cross. He loves you so much, he'll lay his life down for you. But that's not the end of the story because the Easter story is also the story of awestruck power that comes from the resurrection. He not only cares about your life, he has power for your life. And so friends, when it comes to building a life, trust your life to the one who has power over that's why you can trust the building of your life to Jesus Christ. That is why the story of Easter is so very powerful. It is why we celebrate, friends. That's the beauty of it. So can I close with just offering two things? And I want to say something to two different groups of people here this morning. First, to those of you who've maybe like, and whether you're watching online or you're here in person, Maybe you've never taken that step of trusting your life to Christ, you know, let alone build your life on Christ. You, you've, you've never like, received him or like, you wouldn't say, I'm a follower of Christ. But maybe you feel drawn toward that. And here's what I'd say. For all the reasons why you can build a life around Christ and let him be the architect of that life is the very reason to give your life to him to trust your eternity to him. And I wanna invite you to do that. Like, there's no better day to do that than on Easter, right? So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just pray through the simplest prayer, a simple prayer. There's no uh, special religious formula to this. When you look at the New Testament, it is as simple as just turning and trusting your life to Christ. And you can do that with a simple prayer that just says, Jesus, I trust my life to you. And I'm gonna just pray through a simple prayer of doing that. And if you want to do that this morning, I invite you to do that. So uh, could we just all bow our heads for a second? Just all of us bow our heads. And if you want to pray that prayer, you pray this prayer with me. You can say it out loud. You can say it to yourself. And I'll say it one, just one phrase at a time. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you for Easter. I thank you for the love that comes from the cross. And I thank you from the power that we see in the resurrection. Jesus, I trust my life to you for all eternity to be my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. So can I just say, if you prayed that prayer with me here this morning, that simple step of trusting your life to Christ, 
I, like, and I talked to the staff about this because I, just knowing with everything going on, I just wanna, we wanna reach out to you in some way. And so if you prayed that prayer uh, with me here this morning, um, we felt like this would maybe be the easiest way for you to reach back out to us is if you simply text the word Easter to this number on the screen, um, we'll reach back out to you. Um, we just wanna celebrate with you, wanna connect with you and just anything we can offer you uh, as you take these beautiful new steps forward in that. So I encourage you, re reach out to us. Text, text Easter to that number so that we can reach back to you. Now, can I also say something to all of you that just say, I'm a follower of Christ, right? And on this Easter, and to those of you who are brand new followers of Christ that just prayed that prayer uh, with me. And what I'd love to say to you here uh, before we close out is... The beauty of Easter is it's not just something that you've taken care of things for someday when you die. Easter is filled with this amazing love and power for living your life now with Christ. And maybe you're a kid, right? And those of you who are kids here, like you're almost done. You have almost made it to the end of this service. I promise I'm getting close and you've done terrific. And I just say to you, you really can trust Jesus with your life. And if you're a teenager and, and maybe you're a Christ follower and you're, you're wrestling with all these new questions as you move towards adulthood, I'd say you can trust Christ and you can test it too. Like, like Jesus is big enough and strong enough to handle your doubts, your testing. You, like you just test and see if Christ isn't enough. Maybe you're an adult. Maybe you've been a Christ follower for a lot of years, right? Wherever you are, however well you've done it, building your life around Christ, good, bad, strong, well, it doesn't matter because here's the beauty of Jesus. Wherever you are, you can always step back into that, right? Because that's your hope, right? That's the beauty of Christ. It's like it's, he's always there, always ready to help us build our lives forward that we can experience all that he created us to be. That is the beauty and the hope that we live in. And may you trust in that as you seek to build a life more and more. We celebrate this day because we have this great hope, this hope that isn't just words. We have this great hope that was demonstrated to us. We celebrate Easter with a hope that is on the actions of the cross and the resurrection. And so as we close out, let's celebrate by singing and singing together. So may we celebrate together in these next moments. Amen. We, we have this amazing hope that was demonstrated. And it is so good to have all of you here. I just got word that uh, my friend Dan, who was the survivor on that uh, cable car, actually posted the end. And in, in, uh, so I, whatever the service is online, uh, if you want to know like how it ended from an actual survivor of it, you can go and check that out. Uh, on there, especially if you have friends that were in the last service and still don't know how it turned out. Um, but can I remind you that if you want to take advantage of the photo booth over here, just uh, to just create a memory around this wonderful mo uh, morning, or if you're a kid and you haven't gotten your Casas Easter basket yet, you have my permission 
to lead your parents by the hand out to the fountain area and get your Easter uh, basket uh, out there. Um, friends, great to have you on this wonderful Easter. Blessings on you. Have a great, great day.